Hey there, I'm Jacob Harmon from Website Squirrel. Welcome to TrustCast. I am intrigued by trust. In fact, I find myself thinking about trust and building trust all the time. Our governments, economies, and even our personal lives are completely built on trust. Think about it. Trust is even at the very soul of our marketing objectives. If a customer trusts us, they're more willing to buy from us. So how do we build trust with customers at scale? Especially when we live in an increasingly digital world where consumers are less trusting than ever. On this podcast, we break through the noise and focus on the ultimate keystone metric that matters. Our primary objective, trust. Welcome back to another episode of TrustCast. Today is one of those days where I'm just really excited because I get to talk with someone who I've been following for a while, but we've never actually spoken. And so I'm just really excited to talk to you, Jason. I know that you have amazing insights. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And like I said, I've been following you for a while. I don't even know how I found your account. But uh, LinkedIn, somehow I, I found you, we got connected, and you are a powerhouse on LinkedIn. I don't know how you oh, do it, you. And, and that's something that I'd love to talk about a little bit today, yeah. but I'm always seeing your content in the feed. It's always really good content, quality content, mm. and it's the type of thing where I just am amazed at how much content you put out and how good quality it is. Let's just start there. Let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. What are your top tips and tricks for people that want to market on LinkedIn? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you got like five hours? Um, <laughs> so basically for me, when you think about content, content really is a branding exercise or a branding tactic. And what I mean by that is the goal of your content should really be to position yourself in the back of people's minds as the solution for a specific problem or a specific topic. And so really, I, I think the, the best advice I give people when they're getting ready to start on LinkedIn, like I do this, part of the, the business that I run is I train people how to use LinkedIn to generate leads. And so the biggest piece of advice I give is like, you need to pick one main topic that you're gonna focus on. So, and tie it to revenue. So for me, it's, it's marketing. Basically for me, when you see my picture in the feed, before you even read any of my content, I want you to know Jason Vanna equals marketing. That if I'm going to put something out, it is going to be somewhat under this umbrella of marketing. And uh, I mean, you, you know as well, because you do marketing too, that like marketing is this huge topic. I mean, yeah. I could write a different post every single day on a different topic of marketing and never circle back in an entire year. And so really when I say pick one main topic, it, it's more of a broad topic, but then pick three kind of subcategories. So for me, what I write about most, and, and most people would probably recognize it this way, is I'm going to write about branding. I'm going to write about content. And I'm going to write about strategy. And then there's a sassy Jason post in there uh, once of course. as well. And so really, if you want to use LinkedIn for lead gen, now, if you're just on there to 
you know, make friends or whatever, do whatever you want. But if you're on there to network, if you're on there to generate leads, then really what you need to do is pick one main topic that is tied to your revenue and write all about that. That way, as people see your content again and again and again, it's solidifying in the back of their head. This is what you do. It's it's basically, I, I tell my clients to answer the question, what do you want to be known for? On LinkedIn, if, if you were known for one word or one phrase, what is that going to be? And that's what you need to wrap all of your content around. That way, because I mean, as, as you know, you've, you kind of scroll through your feed and you see everyone there. Like you're going to see yeah. a post on, you know, leadership. You're going to see a post on marketing, on sales. You're going to see a post on, you know, someone had a, a personal story that they're sharing, you know, where they're going to talk about whatever it might be. And so in one day, people are going to be scrolling through and they're probably only going to see your post once a day, which means in order for you to be positioned in their minds, as like the person to go to for this topic. Like for me, I want people to say, if I need marketing help, I'm going to Jason. Mm -hmm. And so for that to happen, every single time they see my content, they need to see marketing, branding content. Like they need to see that type of content. Otherwise, and this is something I will show clients when I'm taking them through the strategy is we'll get on the feed and I'll say, all right, let's, let's say, let's imagine you're this person I'm scrolling through. I see you once you've got one chance to tell me what you do. Now, if you're doing some kind of weird off topic, you just are posting some fluff piece of content. Fine. Maybe the next day I see you again, and now you're posting on this content. And the third day you're posting on this. The fourth day you're posting on this. I have no idea what you do, and and I can't categorize you in my head as you are the person to go to for this. And so if you really want to be successful, it comes down to, and this is what most people struggle with, pick one topic Mm -hmm. and focus all of your content around it. And what will happen is you will start being seen as the person for that much faster. Yeah. It reminds me of just the concept in business in general of finding a niche, right? But specifically yeah. finding a niche in your content marketing. And and that's that's super interesting to me. So when you're trying to decide on that topic, do you just look at your business and say, okay, these are the products and services that I offer. The people that are looking for these types of products and services are going to want this. And so that's going to be my I focus on LinkedIn. Is that kind of the idea? So... Yes and no. You want it tied to revenue somehow. So when I started on LinkedIn, I started posting. So marketing is only a very small part of who I am and what I'm passionate about and what I like. When I started on LinkedIn a little over two years ago, I was actually posting a lot of personal development content Mm -hmm. because that is a huge passion of mine. I love it. And let's be honest, personal development stuff, you post that on LinkedIn, you're going to get a lot of likes, you're going to get a lot of comments because it applies to everyone. I don't care if you're a salesperson, a marketer, I don't care if you're running a SaaS company, developing your character is true for no matter who you are. So that kind of content does well. I kind of call it, and maybe I shouldn't, but I do, I kind of call it fluff content because there, there really is no purpose to it. And really what I... I shouldn't say there's no purpose, but it's more feel good content. Like I can like it and be like, Oh, I feel good about myself and then keep going. But what, what I realized was one, I do not want to be a life coach. 
Like, that is not a way I want to make money. I do not want to sit there and listen to people's problems and help them try to figure it out. Like, that's not what I want to do, Mm -hmm. like, to to make money. Now, I've mentored people and stuff, so I've done that. But, like, that is not what I want to do with my life uh, overall. And so I was like, I've got to write something. And I had this moment where it's like, if I really want to invest on LinkedIn, it's got to be something that's going to bring a return for me. Somehow, whether it's going to find me a better job, whether it's going to help me start a business, whether it's going to help me make money, there's got to be a purpose because I've been a content marketer for, well, maybe not had the term content marketer, but I've been doing content since high school. So we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> 30 some years ago, <laughs> or maybe not 30, uh, but about 25 years ago. And so like, even when GeoCities was up in my state, like I have been a content, I've been a writer probably since I've been a 10, um, loved writing. And so I know how content works and in order to build an audience, in order to be seen, this isn't something you do for a month and you get your goals. Like this is something you have to commit to. I tell people commit to it for a minimum of a year. And don't expect any results. Like, don't expect mm. any leads in that time. Go into it thinking, I have to invest a year in this before I'm going to see a return. Now, you will, if you go in with that mindset, you will re- you will see a return sooner. I think my, the first client I landed, really cheap, but it was like six months in. So, I mean, mm. you will get results faster. But if you're going into it like, I'm going to get results in a month. You're not because you're going to make stupid mistakes. You're going to try to push it faster than what it really should do. And so for me, it's like, you have to find out, you have to find kind of back to your original question. You have to find the inner, the intersection between what's going to make you money. If that's what you're on LinkedIn for, what's going to make you money. What are you passionate about? And what does your target market really, really want? And that intersection there, that's what your one thing should be. It should be kind of this point. Because really, like, think about it. If I, I could come to LinkedIn and be like, I could make a lot of money doing marketing. But if I don't like marketing, if, if that's not a passion of mine, writing about it is going to be a chore. It's not going to be something I enjoy. And it's not going to be something I'm going to stick through for a year. Because let's be honest, content has its ups and downs. You're going to have the days where you're like, I got like a thousand views on this. I got to like, you know, especially early on, you're going to be like, I got 25 likes. I am like, this is, I'm going viral here. You're going to have those moments. And then you're going to have those days where it's like you post and two hours later, no one has liked it. Like we've all started there. We've all been there. And if you aren't passionate about it, if you don't like the topic, you are going to give up. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen again and again, as people were like, I just can't keep up with this. I don't want to keep doing it. And it's because they're not, they weren't passionate about the topic they were writing about. So you have to find this intersection of what are you passionate about? What makes you money? But ultimately, what does your target market really, really want? And it's in that intersection that you make your one thing strategy out of. That's so good. And I would almost copy and paste that exact same thing over to podcasts because I've told people very yeah. similar things. I, I've had people ask, Hey, how do I want to start a podcast? I want to do this thing. And they say, how much money do you make from your podcast? <laughs> and I, I tell them, okay, <laughs> l- let's start right here. If your goal is to make money, you're not going to last 
because you have to do yeah. podcasting for a very long time before you build that audience and get to the point where you're making money. So I say, number one, yeah. your podcast should be your hobby. It should be something you like. It should be something you do because you like to talk yeah. to people. And then eventually, maybe you'll get leads or get sponsors or whatever else. But I said, you don't get into podcasting for the money. <laughs> yeah. It comes. Well, and that- There's podcasters that make a lot of money, but that's right. if that's your goal, you're not going to last long enough. <laughs> And that, that honestly is true for any type of content you do. Like most people, what happens is they look at a Gary V. They look at someone that puts out a lot of content, is known for their content. And they're like, man, I should just do content because then that's going to be me. And what they don't see is like, that was 10, 15, 20 years worth of work for him to get there. And now the dude, like I've literally sat with people there, you know, we were going over a content strategy. They're like, I want to be the next Gary V and I laugh. I'm like, no, you don't because one, you're not going to put in the time already. The fact that you and I are sitting together means that you are not willing to put in the time because you're already looking for someone else to do it for you. And I was like, number two, <laughs> are you committed to this for 20 years before you start seeing those kind of results? Cause you're not going to get to Gary V level in a year. Like that's yeah. not going to happen. Plus the dude literally hires people to follow him around and film him. All like day, every doing day. everything that way. If he interacts with someone and says something it's captured, like, do you have the money to hire a team to follow you out? Probably not. So you're not going to, that is not the strategy you start with. You start with, well, I got to just figure out how this whole content thing works first, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's true for whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Twitter, whether it's podcast, blog posts, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, it takes time to start generating income because really all content is, is a branding tactic and branding is not something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens with a logo. It's not something that happens with, you know, Oh, I've got some pretty colors in the website. Branding is how do people perceive you and how people perceive you is based on multiple interactions with you. And so you don't build a brand by saying, here's who I want to be, see me this way. Now you have to do that so you mm-hmm. can, you know, mold the perception people are going to have. And, and really there's a lot of strategy behind the words that you say and the colors you pick and how it's perceived. Like all that is very important. I'm never going to say it's not because I'm a brander. Like <laughs> I know colors have psychology. And if you use red, it gives this perception. You use purple, it gives this perception. You use this kind of font. People are going to feel this way. You use this kind, they're going to feel that way. Like yep. there, there is psychology behind it. But what it comes down to is you can put in all that work, but really it's more interaction, more interaction. That's what builds that perception in people's minds. And so to think that, hey, I'm going to jump in and do a podcast. I'm going to make a lot of money. You're not. I'm going to jump on LinkedIn and I'm going to become the next Gary Vee or the next Justin Welsh or the next, you know, Dave Gerhardt or whatever name you want to put in there. I'm going to be the next them and, and Chris Walker. And I'm, I'm going to be awesome. And I'm going to get as many leads. And like, I've literally watched people copy their strategies, try to like do videos the same way, do content the same way, lay out their posts the same way. And they're like, I don't get why it's not working. I'm like, you're not them. (laughs) Like you are trying to be someone else. And this is not how content works. Yes. You can get inspiration and maybe, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, but I mean, my goodness, if your video looks exactly like Chris Walker and someone would look at you and be like, Oh, for a second, I thought it was Chris Walker. (laughs) 
your content is not working. It just reminded them of him. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I see this a lot. Marketers will do this with like Justin Welsh or David Gerhardt. They're like, put out the same style. We'll use the same icon. Some of them will even do the same topic and just reword it. And I'm like, I read it and I'm like, Oh, that was a Justin Welsh copy. That was a Dave Gerhardt <laughs> copy. That was like, I, I literally say that, like all you're doing is copying them. And, and I get when you're starting out, it's easy to look at the people that are successful and be like, well, if I do it that way, it's going to work. But content is a branding thing. And so really all you're doing is helping them, not you. It's almost like, here's Gary V. Like, I want to be him. And you are the sub of a sub of a sub of a sub copy. Who would want to? I, I even mentioned this in a comment today. Uh, I think it was on my post. I was like, why would I engage with a secondhand copy when I could engage with the real thing? Like, why would I engage with someone who's just copying what Justin does, copy what Dave does, copy what Chris or, or Gary V does? Like, why would I engage with someone who's just copying their stuff mm -hmm. when I literally could engage with them? And with some of them, I actually know them and have a, a relationship with like, why would I engage with you when mm -hmm. I can engage with the real person? There's no point to that. And so I think when it comes to whatever content you do, it's think of it through a branding lens. You are trying to position yourself as an expert, as the person to go to in something. And you need to sound unique. You need to sound yeah. you. Like there is no one else doing the sassy Jason stuff. Or, or maybe they are and I just haven't seen it yet. But but that like that kind of snarky like today's Wednesday. So I did a, a sassy Jason post and one of my friends was like, oh you're bringing out the sass on this one. And someone commented on that was like, what are you talking about? All his posts are sassy like this. And I'm like, that's exactly right. That uh, is my, I don't want to use the word shtick, but that is my shtick. Like that yeah. is my personality on LinkedIn. That is my brand. I am the, I'm going to call your crap and I'm going to say it in a sarcastic way because it's a little bit humorous, but really it's, it's a, a truth. Like, cause even today's post was, you know, I started by saying in quotes, like, oh, your content reminds me of insert big name here. And I was like, that's not a compliment. If you were new on LinkedIn and someone came to you like, oh my goodness, you remind me of, of Justin Welsh. Or you remind me of Gary Vee or, or Dave Gerhardt or whoever it is. Most people would be like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Me, I'd be like, crap, I'm doing something wrong. I'm reminding them of them, not myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, because how do you build a brand? Think of it this way. We've all seen the knockoff brands, mm -hmm. you know, the dollar store brands, you know, the, hey, it's, it's not, it's not Coke. It's, you know, or yeah, it's not Dr. Great Pepper, value it's, it's or, Dr. Mountain yeah. or, or yeah. whatever. Like we all know it's a knockoff. It's you expect it to be cheaper. You expect it to be not as good. You're not going to, you know, stand around the block waiting in line for a knockoff brand. Like no one does. And so it, that's, that's really what you do with your content when you're just trying to be someone else, when you're trying to copy what the big guys are, is you're the knockoff. Like that's who you're positioning yourself as. It's like, I'm not good enough to stand on my own. So I'm just going to copy what someone else does and be the lesser version. If you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to generate leads, that's not the perception you want to give off is I'm a lesser quality 
than that person. Mm-hmm. Now that might be true. Like you might not be as good at marketing as Dave Gerhardt. You know, that might be true, but that's not the perception you want to give off. You don't want the immediate thought to be like, why don't I work with you? And I got 10 other marketers in here who are confident in who they are, who do sound different, who, you know, they might be saying the same stuff. If you look at a lot of Chris Walker stuff, that's stuff I've been saying since 2010. Like this idea of not gating content. I turned off all gates uh, back in 2015. I haven't used gated content in six years. I actually say a lot of the same stuff, but I say it very differently because my target market is different. And so I'm using language that they understand. I'm using concepts they understand. That's very different than what Chris does. Mm -hmm. We might be like, we're on agreement. We would, we're literally saying some of the very same stuff. We're doing it differently though. And that's the key is you have to find your voice, your style, what works for you. If you really want to build a brand and eventually generate leads from your content, whether it is a podcast, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, blog post, you know, whatever your content is, email newsletters, you can say the same stuff, but you got to find a Mm -hmm. unique way that is your way to say it. And you speaking it to your target market, not their target market. Yeah, I I don't remember who said it, but there's a quote out there that's something along the lines of, like, there are no original ideas or something, where basically Uh if you're thinking of something, someone else has already thought that. That being said, there are original stories. Every single person is unique, and every single person's background is unique. So even if I have a similar idea to a thousand other people out there, I can say that idea in a way that only I can say it because only I have the experience and the history that I have. And so really when, when building a brand, it just makes so much sense to me. It's finding that topic, your pillar topic, the thing that you want to be known for, and then putting your new unique spin on it. Like how can you say that thing better than everyone else or different than everyone else? Maybe even if it's not better, but it's different. And Right. You obviously do a great job of that because there's a thousand marketers out there on LinkedIn, but only one of them that I know of has Sassy Jason, you know, and only one of them <laughs> is is you. And so really that right. that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. All of it comes down to building your identity. And when you talk about branding, and this is kind of what I go over with uh, prospective clients of ours, because in Shift, what we do is we build brands like that is that is our thing. We do everything from the strategy to the design, to the website, to content. That's what we do is we help you find your identity and then how do you express that through content and strategies and and whatnot. And really when you come down to it, branding is identity and marketing is promoting that identity. And so there is a difference here and understanding, like I think for so long and, and some people disagree with me on this and, whatever they're they're entitled to their wrong opinion <laughs> that's a little bit of sexy jason coming through um but, but like content is not it shouldn't be called content marketing it should be called content branding because that's really that's really what content does it is not a we've i gotta find a nice way to say this we have um because i know i can't i i'm yeah, there's certain words I'm trying not to say. We have You can go ahead and say them if we, you need to too. <laughs> we have bastardized this idea of content and what it really is by saying that content is all about lead gen. 
and and this idea of gated content, this idea of give me your stuff in order to access this content has really damaged what content is. It's why like I get on some people's websites and I'm like, that blog post, that blog post is just crap. Like why you would even put that up there is beyond me. Like it's not even, it, it was clearly written with the strategy of, I just want something that Google can capture and bring people to my website. It provides no value. It provides no help. No one would look at that article and be like, I found the company that's going to help me solve this problem. They're going to look at it and be like, I have looked at a hundred other topics like this or a hundred other posts like this. And it doesn't help me. Mm -hmm. All it does is leave more questions in my mind. All it does is tell me that you are not a solution. You're getting a sneak peek into next week's content. Cause I'm doing a post next week on, um, Really, if you want to make money with your content, if you want to generate leads on LinkedIn, you want to see money come through your podcast, you want to see money through blog posts, and, you know, generate people into qualified leads that are eventually going to buy from you. But the real strategy is help them with no expectation of getting any money from them. Because if you come at your content at that standpoint, like I am just here. And, and this is, this is the phrase I use. This is what I tell every single person I work with. Your content strategy should be, I'm going to teach you how to do for yourself what you could pay me to do for you. Right. Yeah. You put out that level of content. You are going to be the solution. I had a discovery call and, and I've used this story. It's happened now. I think it's been three weeks now. I've used the story. He loves that I've shared this story, but <laughs> I had a discovery call with a, a now client of mine. And basically we get on this discovery call. He had a few things he wanted to talk about. And he was like, before we start, there's something I need to tell you. Like, All right. He's like, I am a, I am a Jason Vanna fanboy. He's like, I have downloaded Every single one of your guides have gone through them. I've read all of your LinkedIn content. He's like, I've started applying the strategies you had in your guide, and I have started seeing leads coming off my LinkedIn content. He's like, the reason I'm reaching out to you than any of the other thousands of marketers on this platform is that I have already seen results from you, and I know if that's what you gave away for free, what could you do for me if I paid you? And I was yeah. like, now you know my content strategy. I'm yeah. going to give it all away. I'm going to allow you to start seeing some results on your own. And yes, there are some people who I give them a guide and it just all clicks for them. And they're like, I don't need to pay you a dime because now it's all worked out. But the percentage of people that that's true for is so minuscule because mm -hmm. in reality, they are not marketers. The people that come to me, the reason they come to me is they're not marketers. They're not branders. If they were, they would already have a good brand. They would already have great copy on their website. They would already be generating leads. They would be doing this already. They don't know how to do it. So what might take me 20 minutes on a call to be like, yeah, if we do these things, boom, you're going to get leads. Mm -hmm. Might take them months to figure out, you know, that's the difference. And so while I may make it look very simple. That's part of my brand is I'm going to make this all look super simple that anyone could do it. Cause in mm -hmm. reality, to me, it is very simple, right? But the reality is when you sit down and you try implementing it, it is very difficult. I have 20 years of experience behind me to say, I know this is going to work and I know this is not going to work. You don't have that. If you're not a marketer, if you haven't done it for 20 years. So for you, it's like, 
I don't know which one to do because, mm-hmm. you know, someone told me I should be on TikTok. You don't need to be on TikTok. Well, how do you know? Your target market is not on TikTok. Don't waste your time right now. But if you have a bunch of people saying, be on TikTok, and you're not a marketer, you're going to think, oh, man, if I'm not on that platform, I'm missing out. Right. So it really comes down to give them, teach them to do for themselves what they can pay you to do for them. And what will happen is they'll try it. They'll realize, one, they can't do it. Two, it takes way more time than they thought. Three, they're going to be like, you know what? There's other more important stuff I can do very quickly that's mm-hmm. going to grow my business. I'm going to outsource this. And if you are the person that has already showed them, here's how you can do it, even if they don't use your guide. Like I've had people come to me. They're like, I downloaded your guide. I read through it. Didn't even do it, but I saw you know what you're doing. So I figured I'd reach out to you first. Yeah, That's the tactic. I'm just going to give you this great value that you can implement yourself. And chances are 90% of the time you are not going to implement it yourself or you're going to try and you're not going to know that hundred other minuscule things that this dial needs to be turned this way. This needs to be turned that way for this all to work. Then what's going to happen is the person that has already started helping you is the person you're already connected to. And that's the person you're going to reach out to first. And Mm -hmm. if you are that person that's providing that level of value, you will be the first one that they reach out to. That has been my strategy. And this last project we landed uh, this week actually is going to be a hundred thousand dollar project from LinkedIn content. Like that's, that's how this, that's how this works. Yeah. That, that's so cool to me. And I love this concept of not gating content because most marketers, (laughs) if you talk to them, they'll be like, wait, what? Like, that's what marketing is, is we gate content. But I feel like the consumers are starting to really push back on that right now, especially with everything that's going on with Facebook and data and I think a lot of people are anti-marketing at the moment because marketers over the course of time have been kind of sleazy and we've just been sucking up so much data and for what to get a bunch of leads and we only act on some of those leads. And at the end of the day, I would rather get a couple really perfect leads, people that are exactly who I need than a hundred thousand leads that are like, Oh, these guys could, could work with me, but society and marketers have kind of been at odds with each other. And right now I think is the time where people are starting to push back with everything that Apple's doing versus Facebook and everything. People are just sick of giving away all their data in order to get on another email list and get another list that's going to spam them. It's just, it's kind of gross actually. Some of the marketing stuff that's going on. And I think some of it too, just comes down to, we've all had this where you given your email address, you've downloaded something and it's this chinzy like two page white paper that I could have found more value just Googling it and finding that information for free. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in your system. Like <laughs> I am one of those rare marketers that I hate HubSpot. Hate them with a flipping passion. And the reason why is I have gone on their website, I have downloaded stuff. Every time I download something, I get multiple follow-up emails. It is to the point now that if I go to their website and I download something within five minutes, I have an SDR calling me. Yep. Hey, we saw that you downloaded this. What are you looking for? Nothing. Stop. Like I literally told one of them, it was the, this was, I don't even go on their website anymore. Now (laughs) I think it was last year, last year, the year before I was just looking for some quick templates 
I knew what I needed. I just needed some quick templates. HubSpot had it, so I downloaded like three or four of them. And within five minutes, I had a phone call. And the guy was like, what is it you're looking for? Are you interested in demoing our, on our platform? I was like, no, no. <laughs> I've done the free trial of your platform. I don't like your platform. Uh, I already have a CRM that's tied to our ERP. I'm not switching CRMs to your platform. I already have a marketing automation platform. I'm not switching. You just had a guide that I wanted to download. I have zero buying intent with you. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we'll mark that down. A few months later, I had to like download it again or something. And five minutes later, I get a phone call. And I was like, look, take me off whatever tag you have on me in your marketing automation. I have no buying intent with you. I am yeah. never going to use your platform anytime now. They've called me four or five times. And then yeah. I finally was like, look, this is the fourth or fifth time you've called me. Not even emailed me. I have zero buy. Downloading your guide does not tell you I have buying intent. And if that's mm -hmm. what you think, you need to rethink all of marketing because that's horrible marketing. Um, yeah. I was like, no wonder people hate marketers is because you do stuff like this. You give out a guide and then you spam me. And then people are tired of that where it's like, if I'm downloading a guide, does not mean, mean I'm ready to buy your platform or yeah. check it out or sign up for a demo. I had this, this one experience and this was more of a sales thing, but there was a SaaS platform and I, I won't mention them because I've used them for other clients and I don't want to be in bad at them. But I was looking at them for another project and basically I had a simple question. It, it was a pricing question. It was just like, give me the price for this. This is all I need. I went through their online chat. Like your online chat should be able to answer this question. If your website says, hey, for this price, it's a, it was an additional feature. Just contact us. We'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Asked on the website. Oh, well, I, what are you talking about? I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know that pricing. I'm going to have to ask someone else. Okay, fine. Here's my email. Email to me. I get an email. And I was like, okay, is this per month or per year? Like, didn't give me that. They're like, well, I don't know. How do you not know? You work for the company. Like, you should know to ask this question. So then yeah. she's like, well, I'm going to have to push you up to my AE. Great. So then this guy calls me. He's like, oh, so you want a demo? No. Answer this one question. It took three phone calls and five or six emails for me to get an answer. And I mm -hmm. was like, you are not a customer-centric company. Yeah. The, the, don't call yourself that because it should have been in... in two minutes, I should have had that answer. I was yeah. like, now I am turned off from your platform because you can't answer a simple question. And if this is how you are in the sales process, what are you when I'm a client and I have an issue? Am I going to have to go through this with support? And so really all of this to say, I definitely agree. I think it really more comes down to they're just burnt out. They know the tactic. They know if I give you my email, I'm on your list. And now I'm going to get bombarded with emails. And I don't want that. And so I did the, a few, I think it was like a week ago, week or two ago. I'm in a, a Facebook group for SaaS founders. And I posted something in there about like, hey, one of the best ways to generate or to increase leads off your website, you need to check the copy um, in your hero section. Because if that does not communicate this, this, and this, people are going to jump off your website. And I, I said in there, if you need help with this, I have a free guide that teaches you how to do this. No email required. Here's the link. I had people messaging me like, what's the catch? <laughs> You're not asking for my email. No. Are you serious? Like, are you sure? Yeah. One, one woman was like, I have never met a marketer who does not ask for an email to get something that I need. And I'm mm -hmm. like, 
Welcome to the new age of marketing because I'm not going to ask you for an email to give you something that you need. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean like, this is where I think, and I've gotten into arguments with this with other marketers who like are the diehard old school, like they're younger than me, but old school, like, well, I'm just going to gate this and now I'm going to get leads. And they try to tell me, oh, our leads are qualified. No, they aren't. I downloaded your guide. I am not a lead. Your definition of a lead is way off if you think downloading a guide makes me a lead. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. But I was like, I guarantee you, I get more qualified leads doing it my way than your way. And I've gotten yeah. into this argument because I'm like, I'm like, what I'm doing is I'm showing them that I'm a help. I'm a resource. I'm someone they can come to when they have the questions. So who do you think they're going to buy from? Me, Absolutely. who has yeah. had conversations with them for free, who's given them free resources and said, I don't want your email. Just take this, work through it. If you have questions, here's my email. You contact <laughs> me if you have questions, and I will gladly answer them for you. No strings attached. And yeah. those conversations have turned into paying gigs. Yeah. And, oh, I'm not going to say every single one, but <laughs> I would say probably 70% of them when they reach out and they're like, I have a question. Can you help me with this? Have turned into some kind of paying client mm -hmm. um, because of that. And that that's the new, and, and it really shouldn't be new, but that's kind of this new wave that people, and especially a lot of marketers are starting to step into is realizing I, I'm sending a lot of leads onto to sales and they're crap. Yep. And sales is getting pissed, but when you have, and some of this I understand, because if you work for a larger company and they say, we need a thousand MQLs every month or, you know, whatever that number is, you just have to generate leads like that. Mm -hmm. I get that. You just have to have the numbers so you can get your budget and you can keep your job. Totally understand that. But it is a bad tactic that turns a lot of people off to your company. And I guarantee you, there are people that are, and, and I know this because they've told me, I have clients that have talked to other marketing and branding companies who have used the bad tactics. And they're like, I just, I got tired that I was on their list. And they kept spamming me and spamming me. And they said, it wasn't, it was all about, give me money, give me money, give me, which, which obviously, I mean, they were good marketers. So it was more like, we can solve this pain point. Here's how we can, like, they know all that. So they were doing that. But they're like, at the end of the day, it was all, book a demo with me, book a demo, book a demo, get on yeah. a call with me. I'll, you know, I, I want to put a proposal together with you. And they're like, with you, it was, you, you literally helped me and then said, if you want more help, you can help me. And you didn't push for a, let's do a consultation. Give me money. I actually did a consult or I, I did a discovery call with someone yesterday. It's a, a startup SaaS company bootstrapped. He was from that Facebook group. I, I had shared how we had gotten uh, an app, a thousand signups within a month using some Facebook ads and whatnot. And so he was like, I'm interested. I need some beta users. I said, great. And so we got on this call and he was expecting a hard sales pitch. And basically I was like, well, let's jump on your website. This is what you should change. And oh, I would add this and I would change this around. Yeah. We, got, we got done. And I was like, now I, I gave you all that. You need to make sure you do all that. But here's what we can do. We can write the copy for you to make sure it's on point and we can run the Facebook ads. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, he's like, you could have charged me or he said any other company would have 
charged me for all of that. Yeah. They would have said, we've got, we've got ideas we can give you. We'll put it together in a proposal. You'll pay us for those ideas. And I'm like, in all honesty, I know you, you couldn't afford that if I Mm -hmm. did that, first of all. And I was like, second of all, you came to me for Facebook ads and those Facebook ads are not going to be effective if your website has the wrong copy. So you need to have this right for this to work. And I'm like, now I can do that for you, but uh, my strategy is I'm going to help you. And then I'm going to say, if you want me to do it for you, here's how much it costs. And, And I've done this multiple times. And what's happened, even in those discovery calls, people will come back and be like, all right, I know it said I was going to do that part by my own, but I tried it. I can't figure it out. Can you give me a quote for it? Yeah. Well, of course you're going to ask me because I'm the one that gave you the idea to do it in the first place. I'm the one that laid it out for you, said, here's what you need to do. Here's how to do it. And so that's just been, you know, when it all comes down to it, content, generating leads, branding, all of it, my strategy is I'm going to teach you and help you to do for yourself what you could pay me to do for you. Mm-hmm. knowing that at the end of the day, you're going to pay me to do it for you. Man. And that, that changes your content strategy. That changes the type of content you put out, what you do in your podcast. It's how you approach people. If you approach with this idea of, I'm just here to be a resource and to help you, you make a lot of money that way because it builds trust. It, it breaks down that barrier of you're trying to sell me something. It's more, you have helped me. Of course, I'm going to hire you to do yeah, this. Yeah. Why, I, I do this with my clients all the time. And they're like, I'm not sure about this content thing. I was like, okay, let me ask you this. If you were putting out content on LinkedIn and I jumped on your content every single day and I'm liking it and I'm leaving a comment and I'm helping you and I jump into your DMs and I was like, hey, I noticed you did this, but if you tweaked it this way, this is going to help you to found more. And I didn't ask for a consultation. I didn't ask for a discovery call. I just was like, hey, this would this would help you. And by the way, here's a free guide. Don't want your email. Just here's a free guide that's going to help you. How is that going to be perceived versus you get a cold message from me on LinkedIn that's like, hey, I'm this branding company and I can help you do X, Y, Z and blah, blah. I was like, who do you think you're going to actually respond to better? And they're like, well, obviously the person that's provided value and, and didn't try to sell me, I'm like, That is the power of what I'm talking about is you are still set. Here's the thing. I am still selling. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't feel like it to the person I'm talking to. Every time I give out a guide, I'm selling. Every time I, I give advice, it's marketing. I am building myself up as the expert in this. I've got the resources. I've got the guys. I've got the help. And so now I get people that will respond to my email newsletters. Like, I've got a quick question. I answer it. They're like, oh, well, I've got another one. I answer it. They're like, well, I've got a third one. Okay. <laughs> and then they start getting a little deeper. Like, okay, here's my target market. I was like, now we're at the point where like, this isn't something we can do through email. I, if you want that very specific help, that is where we're going to have to jump on a call. We're going to have to do a consultation because I'm going to have to do some research in your company, research on your target market in order to be super effective. And so it, it, it's this idea of I'm just giving stuff away and, and being that person that's a resource for you. So when you are ready, you're already down the funnel with me. Yeah. Where with the other guys, you're still top of funnel with me. You're like middle to bottom of funnel because I've already grabbed your attention. I've already pulled you in with content, with help, with I'm answering your questions. Like I get people all the time. They're like, 
you were one of the most helpful people I've met on LinkedIn. Yeah. That is a marketing and branding and sales tactic. Yeah. Wow. And now, now it helps <laughs> that that's just who I am. I love helping people. So like, of course, yeah. that's my personality. I love that. But I'm like, this is a branding and marketing and sales tactic. I'm going to help. And what it's going to do is it's going to make you trust me. It's going to make you like me. It's going to prove to you that what I'm saying, like when you implement it and you start seeing results and you haven't paid me a dime, you know, like in the back of your head, you know, if I did this for free and I got these results, what could I get from him uh-huh. if I paid him? Which, that's, that's the content tactic. Yeah. And that just brings the whole thing full circle too, because again, it's establishing you as the marketing guy, right? You're the person and, right. and it's all part of that brand. The The whole strategy just makes so much sense. And I do want to, I want to mention one thing. Yeah, I'm going back a little bit here, but you were talking about HubSpot and gated content and how horrible gated content can be. But I will say you are not against newsletters because I am signed up wow. for your newsletter and it's one of the best newsletters that I am a part of, and I read it every single week. So really quick, I wouldn't mind you <laughs> talking a little bit about how to correctly do a newsletter and how to get an email address without doing all the horrible stuff we've already talked about. And then we're, we so, probably ought to wrap up soon, but I'll let you talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have a guide on my website <laughs> for free, no email required. It's basically a email newsletter checklist that you can download that gives you the strategy of how do you plan out, how do you promote and how do you grow an email newsletter? It's based, it's just a checklist, but it is, it's basically what I did with shift insider. And so really my strategy was understanding that social media is rented ground. In other words, at any point, LinkedIn could say we're done. Or any point they could say, you're going to pay now. An algorithm change, and I lose half of my audience seeing my content. Like, that happens every time. Oh, yeah. And so it's how do I grab contact info in in a way that I can continue emailing them, keeping my name top of mind, being that resource without being sleazy about it. And so basically what I decided was I was just going to start an email newsletter that was my LinkedIn content on steroids and do it for free and not try to sell from it. Now I do sell from it. I, I have some paid guides that I will market up in there. There's sometimes yep. where it's like, Hey, if you need help with your content, I can do a content evaluation. Here's how to get started. So I made money from the email newsletter and, and I've landed big projects from it. But the strategy is again, I'm going to teach you to do for yourself what you could pay me to do for you. And I do that in an email newsletter. Now, how I get people signed up when I launched it, what I did was I, at that point, I was really only active on LinkedIn. I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't trying to be on Instagram or anything like that. I was just on LinkedIn really, at least for the marketing side. And what I did was I did two solid weeks. I picked a a launch date and said, it's going to launch I think it was like February 17th, 2020, 2019. I forget now. I think it was 2020 because I started on LinkedIn in 2019. So it was early 2020. I said, this is the launch date. Two weeks out from that, I had everything built out already. I already had like five weeks of emails written because I know I know how this works. You launch yeah. something and all of a sudden life goes crazy and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't a routine for me yet. I totally forgot. I got to throw something together. So I was like, right. I wrote out five emails, had them scheduled just in case life happened. And life sure happened. COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I had all that done. And then what I did on LinkedIn was for one solid week, I wrote content. And at the bottom of every post, I, I did more of a call to action at the bottom of every post, not in the, not in the comments, but actually in the post and said, Hey, on such and such a date, I am launching an email newsletter. It's going to cover this. If you want to join, the link is down below. You can sign up. Actually, I did that for the first two solid weeks leading up to it. Every post had that in the bottom of the post. One of those days, I did a whole post just about the email newsletter. Like, this is what I'm doing. One of the subscribers has uh, basically described it as an MBA in marketing for free. And so I said that in there. This is what it's going to be and, and whatnot. And I launched. And this isn't like awesome numbers. I could have gotten much more if I did the whole like download this guide and get it for free. And now you're, now you're a member. But what I didn't want to do was trick people into signing up. I was like, <laughs> if you're going to sign up, I want you to actually want my emails, not be tricked into them and then have a mass like unsubscribe. And so yeah. I launched with like 150 emails from zero in two weeks. Now for me, I was like, at that point, my audience on LinkedIn, a good post was like a hundred reactions. So to get 150 at that point was, was pretty good. Now I have over a thousand, like I have, I forget how many I have. It's, <laughs> it's, it's maybe a few thousand that are subscribed now. And, and really all I do, if you, if you scroll into the comments of my post, the very first post is, did you like this? Or the very first comment is, did you like this post? Subscribe for more marketing, branding, and content ideas mm -hmm. here. Yeah. I haven't tied a guide to it or anything. I haven't tricked people into signing up. I don't want to be the trickster. I want to be the, if you want in, I will gladly mm -hmm. help you. But I'm yeah. not going to trick you into it. I'm not going to have you download something and be like, now why is he sending me this email newsletter? That's not my tactic. My tactic mm -hmm. is, I'm going to help you if you want the help. If you don't, fine. That's up to you. But I'm going to do it for those who want it. Right, and, and that's really the tactic that I use for for Shift Insider. But what I love about that is that the email newsletter has become the product, right? Like they're giving you their email to get the newsletter, not to get some other thing. And then the newsletter is a trick, and it's a it's a oh, and by the right. way, now that we have your email address, we want to spam you every day. And right. I think that that is just it just makes so much sense because you're being completely one hundred percent transparent. People know what they're getting, and two, yeah. they. They want the newsletter. That's why they gave you the email address. And to me, well, that just I, makes I so much sense. If, I think if people were actually transparent, even with their lead gen tactics, like if you had put, if you were gating a guide and you said, you know, download this guide here. And by the way, over the next month, we're going to send you 50 emails with the intention of trying to get <laughs> you to sign up for a demo. You would get zero people yep. downloading. It is a trickster type mentality. I will say this. There was one guide that I did gate, And I did it this way. I gated it. And it, it's on my website now for free. It was the, the LinkedIn strategy guide. I gated it and said, if you want this, give me your email. And as my lead gen strategies, there's two or three emails in the sequence. The first one was like, thank you for downloading it. In case you lost the link or whatever, here's the link in the email. Go through it. If you have any questions, here's my email. Email me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then I think it was two weeks later. I, the, you know, it sent another email that was like, hey, you downloaded the guide two weeks ago. 
Do you have any questions? Was there anything in there that you're struggling with? Let me know. I'm more than happy to answer. But it's that. all related to the guide. So, and then the third yeah. email was like, was like, hey, you know, this is the last email you're going to get from me. But I just want you to know, uh, I do have an email newsletter I send out once a week. Here's a sample of what's in there. Completely free. I'm not trying to sell anything to you. I'm not trying to get you on a demo. If you want to join, here's the link to join. If not, I I hope the guide has helped you. If you need extra help, feel free to email me at any time. I'm more than happy to answer questions. Or, you you know, sign up for the email newsletter. You'll get more value every single week. And you'll know whenever I release a new guide because my email newsletter gets it first. Mm -hmm. I had so many people sign up for my email newsletter. Like, they actually had to go through and sign up for it after they had already given me their email. I didn't trick them into it. I said, mm-hmm. if you want the email newsletter, click this button. If not, you're not on a list. I am taking you out of my list. If you don't, you're not going to get another email from me. I had so many people, too, email back and like, who are you? <laughs> who does this? You you're already have my email. That's, that, that's ever said, like, I'm taking you out of my list. And I'm not going to email you again. Like, who does that? I'm like, I I do do because I know myself. And and this is how I gauge all of my marketing branding. If I wouldn't open it, if I wouldn't sign up for it, if I wouldn't want it, I'm not doing it because I am uber picky. Like I am the guy, I'm a marketer. I am the guy who will look at other people's marketing and be like, nope, not signing up for that. I will intentionally not sign up. Even if you grab me, even if you, you're a really great marketer and you grab my attention, got me to the page, it's like, well, no, I'm not going to do it. If I do sign up, it's because what I'm doing is market research and I'm trying to see what is your email sequence after? How are you, like, what are you doing after this? Because I want to find out what your tactic is because then I'm going to use it to tell people this is what you don't want to do. <laughs> Yeah. That's where the whole sassy Jason thing comes in. Like the whole sassy Jason thing is I'm going to call it bad sales and marketing tactics. That's my thing. Like yeah. everyone thinks it, no one wants to say it. I'll be, I'll be the guy. And there's a lot of people on LinkedIn who, especially a lot of other marketers who don't like me Yeah, because I say, I say your tactic is, is crap. It's, mm-hmm. it's bad marketing. Well, we get this many leads. And I'm like, yeah, how many of them are actually qualified? Not Qualified that you're sending them on to sales and sales is like qualified. We're not even going (laughs) to respond to these because they're always trash. Like how many of them actually turn into revenue off that three page white paper that looks like crap and is like full of crap content. How many leads do you actually get off that? Because I don't believe you when you say you get an actual lot of leads, you get a lot of signups, but you don't get a lot of leads with buying intent. I guarantee you that. Yep. And then they're like, well, screw you. All right. Like, yeah. like, understand if I'm saying this, your target market is saying it as well. They are yep. fed up with the old school, harass me with emails, spam me with emails. They're, not, they're done with it, you know? So, 100%. Yeah. You mentioned if businesses were transparent and said, hey, I'm going to send you 50 emails, then people wouldn't sign up. I, I just want to throw one last thing in there. If being transparent about your business model 
gives you less leads, you're probably doing something wrong. And, and that's, that's why I, and I, I constantly am talking bad about Facebook. I probably shouldn't all the time, but Facebook is afraid of people realizing how much data they use and how much data they have on them. That's probably not a good business model than Facebook. If people being aware of what you're doing causes problems to your business, then you probably need to change the way you're doing things. So anyways, I'll leave it at that. We probably ought to wrap things up, Jason. But thank you for being here. Where Obviously, LinkedIn is probably one of the best places I recommend. (laughs) Go sign up for the newsletter. Go follow Jason Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. It's Jason Vanna. Where else can people find you if they want to reach out to you or learn more? Yeah, so LinkedIn, obviously, you're going to see content every weekday from me. Twitter is a great one. It's at Jason Vanna. And then the email newsletter is shift.marketing. And I was trying to be cool, so it's shift without an I, S-H-F-T, because that's cool leaving out a letter. It was dumb. Dot marketing <laughs> uh, slash insider is the email newsletter. And then shift.marketing slash guides is where you can download any of my guides. I have... LinkedIn engagement strategy, the the whole one thing strategy we talked about. There's a guide for that. There is a content ideas worksheet on there. There is like a gosh, like brand. There's branding guides on there. There's color psychology guides on there. Any kind of guide you could think of. And I've got like three more I'm working on right now. So I'm a very guide heavy. That's my shtick. That's what I do. So go there. They're free. No email required. There's only four of them that are paid. All the rest are free don't need to provide an email, just click on the image and boom, there's the guide. You can download it. Uh, But yeah, those would be the four places to find me. And if you have any questions, reach out. I'm more than happy to help answer questions, give advice, that kind of thing. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jason, for being on Trustcast. I have learned so much. I've really, one of the things that has just amazed me is realizing that, hey, this isn't just a facade. Not that I thought it was. I mean, you're so authentic online that I, I, can tell that it's real but just meeting you in person and being able to say mm-hmm. you know like jason really is as authentic and transparent and real about marketing as his posts make him seem so that's a good brand awesome. and I love that. congratulations <laughs> on it and i think well, thank you to, to much more success to you so thank you so much thank you thank you for listening to trustcast this podcast has been a production of website squirrel Find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, or visit our website at websitesquirrel.com. I'm Jacob Harmon, and I've been your host. If you've liked what you've heard, we invite you to subscribe to TrustCast in your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help. Join us next time as we continue to break through the noise by building real human connections and trust in business. See you then.